Welcome to Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The only podcast to bring you insights on the world of hunting, fishing, and boating. With your host, J. Paul Jackson. You don't say much, do you? Now, load up and side in. This is On the X. Welcome to the Excel Boats On the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. I'm Jay Paul Jackson, along with our co-host Dave Reynolds, and today also a very special guest, Crappie Gills and More, professional guide on Kentucky Lake and Bay Pro 203 owner, Mr. Doug Wynn. Doug, buddy, good to have you here with us. Thank you. Glad to be Yeah, nice to uh, join us, Doug. I, I've seen you in a lot of the photos. You send us photos all the time of you and your 203. I appreciate that. Yes, that gives glad, us good Facebook glad material. To, uh, glad to do that. Listen, let me tell you, you talk about photos. His wife, Vicki, is here with him today. And I opened up my phone to show him a picture, and I thought I had a bunch. I got like 1,800, almost 2,000 photos on my iPhone. His wife, Vicki, has 33,000 fishing photos and other things on hers. Oh, my God. (laughs) She's laughing in the background now. 30, how many got on your phone, Dave? Man, yeah, I'm sort of embarrassed because uh, I bet you I can't hold more than a couple hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to end up dumping them and deleting them just to open up and get some more memory so I can take more. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, we're on the family plan. I think the kids take up most of the you know, <laughs> memory. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad sometimes i want to take a good video or something and it's 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 tough i got to look through my photos and damn i really don't want to delete that one but there you go that one's got to go so uh i'm an amateur well she's obviously not she's a professional apparently because thirty-two thousand. i don't think i've ever seen anything like that before but you know doug should be flattered because he's in most of them so you see who <laughs> yeah we've got a couple of grandkids and uh dogs and cats and uh you know they're not all uh, about doug and uh crappie fishing that's for sure well there are plenty on there that are i can tell you if he's on the water he's taking pictures too i, I, was, I bet i was pretty impressed on monday uh i went fishing with him he took me out in his Bay Pro 203 on Kentucky Lake. And every time I caught a fish and turned around, there he was with the camera. So, of course, he uses them for his guide service, too, I guess. Exactly. Which is a good thing. Exactly. Oh, sure. Your clients love it. How's the fishing, by the way? Uh, the crappie fishing slow. Uh, of course, I think having 10 million boats on Kentucky Lake over the weekend probably had. Yeah, that doesn't help at all, I'm sure. Big weekend. Uh, I did. Uh, they're, they're probably stunned. I did put um, Jay Paul on his first Kentucky Lake catch on a uh, 16-foot southern crappie rod. It was, what, 15-pound white <laughs> drum. <laughs> oh, yeah, that put up a big fight. Uh, that was quite a trip. Uh, too bad I didn't yeah. get on video. He, he would probably rather I hadn't though. So. Actually, actually, I did get landing that fish on yep. video. Yeah, you were you were holding the pole and video. And video, and so I'm on our Facebook page here right. in a day or two as well. Man, you probably thought you had this giant crappie. He thought if we were hung on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Now, and you know, he told me ahead of time. He said, "Listen, we're gonna." I, I'd never crankbaited for crappie, and you know, I grew up 
crappie fishing. I mean, I can remember. You used to do it in Michigan. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can remember as a little bitty boy, you know, my dad and mom, would, my mom loved to fish too. Dad and mom would take me fishing. I was so small that if I got tired of fishing, of course, being a little kid, I'd get bored sometimes before really catching them. You know, I can remember sleeping in the bottom of a 14-foot John boat many days on Real Foot Lake and Wardlow Pocket and some other areas. So I've crappie fished all my life, but I've never crankbaited for crappie. And oh, that's all about all I've ever done in Michigan. I used to use crankbaits, little little rapalas. Really? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yep. Well, these weren't little. I mean, yeah. Pico crankbaits. <laughs> these are like a bass crankbait. <laughs> like a muskie, three sets of treble hooks. Huh? Oh, yeah. I have actually two yeah. sets, but the, <laughs> the Pico is a reasonably new bait on the year, on the uh, on the market. It's been out about a year. Uh, it's really, really awesome on uh, on the uh, on the crappie. But I've trolled on Kentucky Lake probably 50 years. And I mean, we start out with the old backwards bomber and the hellbenders and, you know, a little bit of everything. And uh, it has just progressed uh, to this. In fact, years ago, if we were catching crappie, we were mad because we were targeting sauger and white bass. So, uh, <laughs> and now, of course, if we catch sauger or white bass, we're pretty happy with the sauger. We're not real happy with the white bass. We'd rather not have those, but uh, they do put up a good fight. Oh, yeah. Well, I got, yeah, the big news in the crappie world now is that um, state record, potentially world record, right? Yes. Caught in Tennessee? Correct. Caught in a farm pond. Man. In a farm pond. Wow. Unreal. How, how big was that fish again? Uh, I think it was five and a quarter pounds, like five pounds, four ounces. Yeah. Uh, it wow. was caught in East Tennessee in a small farm pond. As a matter of fact, I've got a buddy that literally lives down the road from that pond. And he's like, man, and this guy crappie fishes all the time. himself. It's like, man, I've driven by that pond literally thousands of times and uh never thought about fishing it and you know it's a state record but the interesting thing about the species if you take a look at the top five or top ten fish in most of the southern states in the black crappie species you'll see that they were caught out of farm ponds now the blacks run smaller than the whites right uh or is it vice versa? not in fact uh kentucky all right, the black record is a hybrid. It's a uh, it's a hybrid cross between a white and a black. Yeah. So I think the world records okay. are probably okay. within an ounce of each other, you know, the white and the black. But uh, they do uh, they do take up different habitats in Kentucky and uh, the other lakes. And you know, you get further south, you're going to have mostly black crappie, and you know, Mississippi. It's going to be white crappie, Mississippi, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky. It's going to be basically uh, the white crappie on the crankbaits, especially. So. But the black crappie do get just as large. And for some reason, unlike white crappie, the black crappie seem to really thrive in the real, real small body of waters. Matter of fact, um, you know, here in West Tennessee, uh, we were, it's recommended that in a small pond, you do not stock white crappie because they will overpopulate it. They'll be stunted in their growth. You'll get fish that, you know, um, are, are healthy species. They just won't grow very big. On the flip side of that, you can stock it with black crappie and they will grow large. The problem is they'll eat up all the bay fish. Then, you know, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, a five pound black crappie has a mouth, you know, like a three pound large mouth bass. 
And uh, did you see the stomach and the girth on that crappie in that photo too? Oh, it's huge. My gosh, I hope that guy mounts it. No, I was told, yeah. I was told that he was freezing it because he wanted to fillet it and eat it. <laughs> I don't know if that's Well, you know, when, I, when you sent me that photo, I emailed you. I hope he doesn't eat it. I hope he puts it on the wall. Just like world's record bass. Man, that's going to be good eating. That's a lot of fish. <laughs> I just already heard that, had that feeling. Yeah. That one will uh, be served dinner. You know, more than likely, that fish is going to end up in a company uh, that makes uh, reproductions, the fiberglass reproduction. Right. Yeah, because they got all the measurements exactly. so they can reproduce so, it. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're probably going to be, yeah. uh, you know, on eBay in a couple of years, they're probably going to be all kind of reproductions of the uh, of the world record yeah. crop. Yeah. So, You're right. Well, I got a question for both of you regarding crappie. So where is the state line, the border where crappie becomes crap, crappy? It's, it's actually above. Is it a little further south of you? It's crappy it's, and you're at the still, uh, actually, you're, you're, you're still crappie, huh? It's actually both north of us. Oh. Crappy and uh, you get down to Georgia, they call them crappy. Kentucky. All right. I was just curious. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're, they're, All right. I think it's a more east to west thing. You know, it's kind of like got pecan it. and pecan, you know. Yep, got you know, it. I, All I, right. I know guys in East Tennessee that eat pecans, eat pecan pie. Yep. Uh, you know, I grew up eating pecan pie, so I, yeah. <laughs> I, I got another one for you. Do you know what they call crappie in Louisiana? Either one of you? They call them soccer. No. That's and correct. they call them specs. Yep. Black crappie they call ah. specks, and oh, yeah. and any species of crappie in Cajun French is our Cajun English because it's a dead language. They're sockelet. Mm -hmm. So you know you go down that Boudreaux, he'd be catching sockelet. <laughs> he doesn't catch crappie. <laughs> huh. Yep, sockelet. <laughs> no, they're, they're specks. They're crappie. All they're right. crappie huh. and they're sockelet, and they're white perch to some people. Okay, right. I don't know where. A lot of names. Oh my gosh, I, I don't know. I deal honestly in a year's time. I'll deal with people who call them ten different things, and uh, you know they're crappie to me. Yeah. So, you know what a lot of people don't realize too uh, about crappie is they're a species uh, much like a bass that you can catch on just about anything. I mean, I grew up. You know, if we were crappie fishing. We were hooking bobber fishing with a live minnow, and you know, then a lot of guys they like to. Of course, when I was a kid, you know, we we didn't have the sixteen foot, you know, southern crappie poles or the B and M rods. Or, you know, we we caught crappie in Real Foot Lake on a twelve to fifteen foot cane pole. And do you remember that day? Yeah, yeah, I do. I don't see too many cane poles anymore. I'm sure. So when I was a kid, you know, when you went in to buy crappie tackle, you didn't look, you know, for the rod and reels. There would be a uh, big barrel, like a, a big 55-gallon barrel that you'd have all these cane poles. <laughs> I can remember my dad and my granddad, you know, they'd pull out 20 cane poles before they'd pick one and they'd be flexing them and bending them. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out the action of that cane pole. There'd also be a um, sort of like a gallon bucket next to it full of red and white bobbers. 
about the size of a softball, you know. <laughs> my, dad, my dad's in his 80s, and he's still, that's what he wants to fish with, is that red and white. Yeah. It doesn't matter what we're fishing with. That's a, sort of a nostalgic thing for him. Uh, oh, sure. A couple of the rig cane poles in our garage with the big red and white bobbers on them, uh, just sort of a nostalgia thing that uh, actually set on, they're on the wall behind the uh, 203 when it's in the garage. So really man that's great yeah but you know we started out catching them you know with a bobber and minnow and then later you'd see guys you know jigging for them and you know today i mean just this past monday on memorial day we were we were fishing for crappie with jigs um casting road runners or swim baits and reeling them in just like you would for a bass uh, and you know crankbaits and the cool thing particularly about going to Kentucky like with Doug and and by the way people guys out there listen if you've never fished Kentucky Lake and uh and, and Doug didn't ask me to do this but I've got to because I was really impressed on Monday if you've never fished Kentucky Lake and you want to go and you want to go with a guy who really knows his stuff and is a class act check out Doug Wynn because we caught everything and he told me I think you know he said look you've never crankbaited you're gonna be in for a treat but I will tell you we're gonna catch everything on these crankbaits, and, and we did. I mean, last night. What did I tell you? Anything that will eat a minnow will eat a crankbait. Yep. So, um, I did a video last year with Field and Stream. Uh, they wanted to catch catfish on crankbait, and I said, "Let's go." And uh, that's actually on the front page of my website. Uh, we did a couple minute video on. Uh, we were catching, uh, actually had channel cats and what we call white cats, um, and uh, had a great time. We caught largemouth bass and uh, and crappie in a two-hour trip. That was, that was fun. Never know what you're going to catch with a crankbait. I even caught, I've caught snapping turtles. With <laughs> yeah, we had. That's not fun, though. That's not fun getting a snapping turtle in a little canoe. We had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> we had one of those, the uh, the uh, size of the engine cowling of my Suzuki oh my last year. You do not want to mess with them because no. usually they don't bite it. It seems to me most of the time I caught them in the claw. They try yep. to claw it first. Well, this, so you catch them in the this claw. This was foul hooked, uh, what I would consider the shoulder or upper leg. And probably yep. still wearing a Pico zombie crankbait because <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> it got up next to the motor, got a good comparison size-wise for that Suzuki 140, and it decided to leave for parts unknown. So oh, we let it go. We didn't, I didn't have a net in the boat big enough anyway. No, we wouldn't want that thing in the exactly. boat. Exactly. Well, I've heard they're good eating, though. Uh, I have ate it a time or two. I've never, uh, you know, I've never dressed them. And uh, it was sort of a sample this suit and see what you think deal. But uh, right. not. Uh, I had a grandmother that loved to cook them and she fried the meat. And uh, man, I think they're delicious. So, uh, yeah. So, Doug, um, you know, the Bay Pro is not typically known as a crappie boat. Um, but it sounds like it, it suits you perfectly. I mean, from your photos, it sounds like ideal boat. Uh, what are some of the features you like of the Bay Pro that uh, makes it suitable for uh, crappie fishing and, uh, and you know, more specifically guiding? I mean, you're out on the water, well, I'm sure, probably, quite a bit. Probably 90, 95% of the time I'm on the water with clients, Dave, I'm trolling. 
Uh, I do what's called long line trolling where we're pulling uh, jigs and road runners, small stuff, you know, eighth ounce stuff. And uh, uh, then we're doing the crank baiting. And uh, the, the fact that I have uh, complete access to the gunnel from the transom all the way to the bow is huge on the, uh, with the bay boat. And it, me being on Kentucky Lake with this 203, has really opened a lot of eyes. I'm not saying that I'm responsible for it, but you're seeing more and more of the bait type boats on the lakes like Kentucky Lake. Uh, it's a comfortable boat, it's a safe boat. The other thing is it actually has the, uh, the access, the, uh, it will carry uh, more people, more weight than the average comparable size bass boats. And uh, you know, I can take a uh, mom, dad, and a couple of kids out with me, and, uh, you know, we'll do a crappie trip, and it works absolutely great. Uh, it's roomy, you know, can move around, and uh, it just, I, I shopped around. I looked at every bay boat from, you know, from the Boston Whaler-type boats all the way up, and I kept going back to the 203, and... Uh, you know, for my price range that I was looking uh, looking to spend and get into the uh, get into the guiding, it fit it fit perfectly, and it has been a perfect fit for me. And I can tell you, he has that thing rigged out like you wouldn't believe. I mean, a lot of neat stuff. He's got uh, he's got it outfitted with the the Millennium Sidekicks, so he can have two guys fishing side by side, front and back, if he wants to. Um, one of the things I thought was neat that I hadn't really thought about, his leaning post, he didn't get a backrest because that leaning post on that 203 is perfect if you're trolling with a bunch of rod holders out the back and two people want to sit side by side, they can do it right there comfortably on the back side of the leaning post and still be where they can jump up and grab oh, sure. if something hits and hurt. Mm -hmm. That gives all right. uh, that gives the clients the uh, ultimate amount of uh, leg room, but uh, it also that uh, I call it a seat leaning post, whatever. That's my workstation. Uh, you know, that's where I'm keeping my pliers, my towels, stuff like that. Uh, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, that way everything is within uh, within reach. And uh, you know, I've got my Helix 12 Mega right there. Uh, right there on the uh, on the console, and uh, it it just works out amazingly well. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then the Bay Pros are becoming really popular. We've noticed in Southern Mississippi too. Um, I you know I'll run a Bay Pro two hundred three with the Suzuki one hundred and forty, uh, except it's a shiny boat. It's just like Doug's, and I've had several of the guys that fish the Crappie USA tournaments stop by and take a look at my Bay Pro you know, looking at ways to get one and outfit it for tournament fishing for crappie. Exactly. Um, for, for a boat its size, the, uh, the 203 and that entire Bay Pro series, they are amazingly stable and amazingly safe in rough water. Uh, if, if you've never been on Kentucky Lake, Kentucky Lake is uh, 160,000 acres. It's basically a mile wide and you know, 50, 60 miles long, and you get a north or south wind, you can absolutely get some stuff rolling up and down that lake. Uh, I'm not typically going to take a guide party out and wind over 15 miles an hour, but 
there are times, uh, Jay Paul and I, Monday afternoon, we had to, we had to take, uh, take off from where we were fishing and head in, uh, you know, five or six miles into a marina because we had a thunderstorm just south of us. So if you get caught out there, I want a boat that I can bring my clients home safely in. It's a dry boat uh, and uh, it just works amazingly well. So. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I think more and more customers are seeing it as a inland lake, uh, you know, boat versus, you know, bay boat in the Gulf Coast or Mid-Atlantic. We're selling more and more, like Jake Paul said, in Mississippi, uh, Midwest, even a few up in the upper Midwest, uh, up in the Great Lakes. So it's uh, extremely versatile. You know, I think yeah. it has huge potential as a multi-species boat uh, because there are features that I look for in uh, – you know, in a, a guide boat that a lot of the uh, lot of the guys in the Great Lakes and the upper Midwest who are, uh, you know, who are looking for a, a stable platform to troll out of, uh, you, you're not going to find a better platform. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, is I think a lot of people recognize something that you just hit on, the safety aspect of the boat. I mean, we were out there and, you know, we talked about this in an earlier podcast with uh, – Captain Jake Marcus from Mobile. Uh, we were down on Mobile Bay last fall, and then you and I were out on Kentucky Lake. And twice I've been out in a Bay Pro 203 when a really nasty squall with a lot of high winds and, and lightning blew up. And, you know, in that boat, I mean, you can get back in a hurry. Yes. And, you know, the safety aspect, the way that that boat, the ride, the way it takes waves when it's white capping, I mean, we were running along close to 40 miles an hour on the way back in with all the, you know, we had boat traffic, everything from Bajas to yachts to pontoons out there on that dead gum lake. And we were just blowing by and headed in. So it's well, a very safe platform. I mentioned in my fishing report this week, I, I didn't think there were as many pontoon boats in the world as there were on Kentucky Lake Sunday. <laughs> and, you know, of course, we get the you know we get the thirty five foot hundred mile an hour cigarette boats. We get we get it all up yeah. there, and you know I was on the east side doing a guide party, and uh, you get all these boat weights that are stacking up, and I mean you got holes, you know you're coming over what you think is a three foot roller, and all of a sudden you got a six foot hole, and uh, you know that uh, the boat is stable, the boat is dry. Uh, another huge thing to me about the Bay Pro, the layout of it with the jump seats and the seat in front of that console. I've got three people on there with me. Everybody has a safe, comfortable seat, and those seats do not take up fishing space. We fold, we fold those seats down. We pull the, uh, you know, we pull that Millennium Sidekick back, and uh, and we fish. And you know, people people are amazed when. Uh, they're like, man, you know, this is a great design because uh, you've got a comfortable seat, but it also serves as a big part of your back deck. And uh, and and to me, that's huge. It's uh, I can I can put a comfortable position for those people to sit, but it's still safe, and uh, it does not take up you know take up extra space. So, how late in the year will this crappie fishing uh, stay hot? Uh, last year, actually, it got hotter after, uh, after Labor Day, uh, September into the middle of October. Uh, mm -hmm. it, uh, it was crazy. 
uh, we were averaging probably lots of days, 30, 30 keeper crappie. And I'm not talking 10, 11 inch fish. I'm talking uh, fish that were 12, 14, some 15, 16 inch fish. And uh, Man. as the, uh, as the water, water temperature cools down, uh, these fish will move back into the bays off of the main lake. And uh, they're easier to target. And, uh, you know, I, I had some uh, <laughs> I had some tracks on my on my helix units that looked like a NASCAR track or even a figure eight track, and we would spend a six hour trip going round and round in a bay, just absolutely catching one crappie and bass. You know, we catch a lot of sauger, and uh, you know, it really makes for an interesting trip. Uh, and I, I deal with a lot of clients who absolutely, you know, they look at the uh, the tackle I use, and a lot of them don't know which end of it to pick up. Uh, you know, I hand them, just like Jay Paul, I hand a 16-foot southern crappie rod with a line counter reel on it, and it's like, whoa, this is it's a little bit different than what I'm used to uh, used to doing. You know, I write a, I write a lot of uh, companion articles to my fishing report, and uh, uh, the report uh, comes out on explorekentuckylake.com. And uh, it's a regional, but I get people stop me all over the area and, man, don't change your fishing report. We love what you're doing. Uh, we link it to Facebook and, and we get feedback from it from all over the country. So, and I get a lot of bookings off the report. Um, I don't write a, a typical, you know, just a dry, you do this, do that, try this, try that. Uh, a lot of it, uh, I'll throw in a little me and Joe went fishing and, uh, and I try to throw a little bit of humor, but I also want it to be educational and to, uh, you know, there may be things that, uh, I see that people need to be doing a little bit different on the lake. And I may put a little hint in there that, uh, maybe we need to reconsider the way we're doing this. Uh, I'm not trying to be critical, but a lot of times, uh, if you educate people, they will be, uh, you know, they'll be ready to uh, to change the way they do something they may not know that that's not the way they do it so i throw a little bit of that into the fishing report and uh you know i love doing it uh, i get a i get a lot of fun out of doing it but i get a lot of uh, a lot of good positive feedback from it yeah well, you just got to be careful. You don't educate them too much because then you'll lose your uh, job as a crop <laughs> well you know that might love more competition <laughs> That might be a bad thing because that, uh, that also means they're going to be on the lot kicking tires on that trailer on that, uh, that Bay Pro 203. So that's true. You got you to look at it that way, Dave. I mean, yep. you know, I, I, I try pretty much all of my reports. I started out, uh, you know, hello, hey, y'all, whatever from the, uh, from the XL Bay Pro 203. I, I had ladies for, First couple of years I got it, they said, what's the name of your boat? I don't know. You know, this is not Wicked Tuna, you know. It's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not the fishing vessel, you know. Uh, yeah. So I was, uh, I was on Green River Lake at a uh, crappie.com event uh, a couple of years ago, and I saw an old beat-up houseboat that had the name Fishful Thinking. And I thought, man, that is me right there is Fishful yeah so uh this uh my bay pro is is fishful thinking i don't have the fv on it it's just fishful thinking <laughs> but it works out great it's 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 a fun fun thing to do it's uh 
you know, I, I'm a taxidermist by trade also, and uh, it's, uh, it gives me, gives me time out of the shop, uh, get away from the Cape Buffalo and, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that I, that I work on, so. Right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your uh, offer to help us out in developing some of our new models, too, and we have that new plant in uh, West Tennessee. We'll be close to you, and, you know, I appreciate. Oh, man. Appreciate that offer. Yeah, we're looking at expanding and uh, offering, you know, more multi-species boats, so uh, I just hope that, that'll guys, be great. That'll be fun. I just hope you guys don't get tired of hearing from me, because I, I have a friend network through crappie.com. Uh, I'm a state sponsor on there. I'm a, I'm a contributor. It is absolutely the most, uh, you know, top of the line fishing site on the internet. And, uh, you know, I can, uh, I can send, send a request. Okay. What are you guys looking for in a boat? If you're going to go buy a new boat, what are you looking for? <laughs> Sorry, guys. That little thing. That's right. that phone, it's a little switch. Yeah. That if you turn it, it doesn't make noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a hand. So, uh, Doug, uh, let me let me guess. You do some duck hunting in the fall too. Uh, I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I uh, I got. I actually was a guide and outfitter in Southeast Missouri for over 20 years. Uh, fish, you know, hunted over there for over 30. And uh, I, Jay Paul and I met about 20 years ago, uh, actually running hunt test uh, in with, Illinois with the Labrador Retreat, okay. Banner Mark. Uh, right. We uh, uh, we got to meet, and uh, he uh, uh, he is he's been somebody I've admired through the dog training. I, uh, I you know I didn't stay in it very long. It got too expensive and too time consuming, and uh, I had to uh, had to get out of it. But uh, uh, when I got out of the waterfowl hunting uh, about three years ago and got into the guiding, uh, I kept my clothes and I kept my Labrador Retriever, and uh, everything oh, I had was uh, was up for sale. So, you know, I find the uh, easiest way is to just walk away from something, make a total break, and that's what I did with the waterfowling. But uh, I'm totally dedicated now to the uh, to the guiding into the, the taxidermy. I don't have any intention of giving that up because I just have friends from all over the country who, uh, uh, you know, start out as client and became friends. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, that's a huge part of what I do uh, with the guiding. I have made some of the absolute best friends with people who start out as clients. And I mean, uh, you know, these, a, lot of, a lot of these people are, are like family to me now. And, and they, still, they still use me as a guide. but. Uh, uh, you know, we, we talk on a very regular basis as friends and, uh, that, uh, to me, that's very important. I think that's the kind of personality a person needs as a, uh, as a guide and, you know, um, working, working with you guys on these, on these new platforms. Oh my gosh. When I, when I first heard about the, uh, the new storm cat coming out, I'm like, oh man, this thing has got multi-species written all over it. And, you know, I got a hold of a couple of my friends up in the Lake Michigan area. And I'm like, what do you guys look for in a trolling boat for the walleye, for the tournaments up there? And, you know, I can get a lot of feedback from those, from those guys. And, and I really look forward. I look forward to, uh, you know, to working on some uh, multi-species platforms with the 203 and all. I would, uh, Jay Paul and I talked about it Monday. 
I would absolutely love to see XL open the door and pull a trailer out with a uh, with a bay boat on it that is ready to go to the lake. I mean, with the with the accessories that uh, you know that we feel like we need. Uh, there's nothing there that's rocket science, and uh, it would be a, it would be a really good fit. Uh, a lot of I think a lot of people would be interested in. Uh, you know, they don't want to spend the time uh, doing the electronics, you know, making the changes that uh, uh, that they feel like they need, you know, looking for rod holders, looking for the uh, transport holders, stuff like that. You know, that's the kind of stuff that uh, I look forward to working with XL on. Well, you know, and I didn't tell you this while we were on the water Monday because I didn't want to have to kill you, but I guess the secret's going to come out sooner or later. Um, Dave and I, along with the rest of our marketing team, Jeffrey and Ambry, we've been working on expanding our online store. And we have in our options several things coming out. You know, we've mentioned the Millennium boat exactly. seats. Exactly, Millennium, and great products. We're, we're a Millennium dealer. So that sidekick mm -hmm. is available. It's going to be available in our online store. And, you know, you'll be able to, you actually now, today, have the ability to purchase a any boat in our line pretty much completely rigged out. There are a few things that you've got in your boat that I want to talk to you a little bit more about that right. we definitely need to integrate in a multi-species boat. But, you know, that's the great thing um, about expanding into these areas. We're also adding more and more options. And so, folks, right. uh, you know, if you follow us, check out our online store. It's going to be expanding over the next couple of weeks, and a lot of those things are going to be options. And I know you had to be on the road here in just a few minutes. We can't keep you a whole right. heck of a lot longer. But I also want to tell everybody out there that um, you know, I, I've been following, I know Dave has too, his uh, fishing report. You can find it at explorekentuckylake.com. And if you want to know what's going on, I mean, Dave, you asked a while ago about, you know, how long are the crappie going to be biting? If you want to know what's going on in any season or what's upcoming, check out explorekentuckylake.com or the Facebook page or crappie.com. Uh, Doug's fishing reports go up on a weekly basis. Uh, they are very, you're a great writer, brother. They're Thank you. Enjoyable reading. And he does a great job with those fishing reports, as well as, man, you're just a great ambassador for the sport of crappie fishing altogether. We're really glad to have you in one of our boats. Well, thank you. And it's, uh, you know, it's been a labor of love working with the boat and, uh, you know, turning it into the, uh, uh, the tool that I, that I can go to the lake reliably, reliably, excuse me, every day. And, uh, you know, know that I'm going to come home safely. That's, uh, uh, you know, with, with the big lake, big water that we have, uh, safety is absolutely number one in my boat. And, uh, you know, I, I stress that to my clients. Every fishing report, I tell the people, where are those PFDs? You know, that's, uh, that's number one on making sure you get home safely. So, uh, you know, sometimes people get tired of hearing it, but, uh, you know, a lot of times you need to remind them. So. Um, I try to I try to utilize that as a safety aspect in the reports. So. Well, they're a great source, of great information, and uh, you know I, I've already got to be with him, Dave, at his boat. He did bring plenty of snacks. And would you like to guess? Uh, since we usually ask, but I've already been there, done that with him. Guess what's right on top of the snacks? You'll appreciate this, Dave. 
Man, I don't know. Is it a salty or a sweet treat? Um, sweet and healthy. Sweet and healthy. Must be fruit then, huh? <laughs> I opened that sucker up and there's a Apples, pears, <laughs> grapes. Jay Paul's snooping around in my cooler and uh, had a bag of the cuties. Uh, some people call them Oh, yeah. I call them tangerines or whatever. Uh, a buddy of mine turned me on to those a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, when it's 100 degrees, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, man, those things go down like ice cream. And uh, Man, they're so good. They're so small, though. You got to eat two or three or four of them. Hey, that's yeah. not a problem. They yep. are, they're a good way to keep <laughs> you hydrated, too. So, uh, yeah, I love that's those a, things. That's a huge thing that people have to be careful of on the lake. Well, I'm proud of you. you Healthy. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was very surprised, I, and I thought about you well, when I saw that. Too, he's Dad. saying he's surprised because he looked at my at no. my shirt size, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh man, this guy's got nothing but but uh, you know Slim Jims and Little Debbies on." He'll probably <laughs> dig around and find some Little Debbies, but uh, <laughs> well, I'm sure your clients like those too. <laughs> and he did have me a sausage bag when I got there at five thirty in the morning. He'd already been by Mickey D's. This did the Golden Arches, and he did have me a sausage McMuffin, which is All right, my favorite well, when we're starting. That's breakfast of champions. You couldn't eat it yeah. because every time you take a bite, we, we, you'd hook up. <laughs> having to spit out the biscuit that I bought him, you know, where he, uh, where he can talk on video. <laughs> Literally every time. I mean, it got to where if we didn't get a bite for a little while, I just reached over and grabbed one of those sausage McMuffins because as soon as I sunk my teeth into it, something hit one of the rods. It was a Hey, that's funny how that, you know, that works with duck hunting, too, oh, man. Yeah. If you're not seeing any ducks, just break out lunch, you know. <laughs> you got to resort to desperate measures sometimes and break out the food to get ducks. You guys can probably hear my wife, Vicki, yucking it up in the back. She, uh, she and I come as a team, so uh, uh, she is uh, one of the most uh, uh, on, online savvy people that I know, and uh, uh, we come as a team, but... Uh, she is also probably, I will put her up as a crankbait crappie fisherman against pretty much, she can outfish me and uh, she could hold her own against uh, most of the tournament pros. Uh, she she really, really does a good job on that. Now, I won't talk about her net skills, but that's for another show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a very sweet lady as well. I'll tell you what, she's been a fun to, to hang out with this afternoon. Well, listen, guys, I know I got to, Got to put you on the road. I think we want to do a Facebook live right quick before you head out as well. So talk about the boat a little bit. And, you know, when, when you're checking out the podcast, go back backward a little bit. You'll be able to check out the Facebook live that we're about to do today as well. And uh, our technical guy, Jeffrey, there in the home office, I'm going to be sending him that video of uh, us bringing in that 15-pound drum. <laughs> Jeffrey, hopefully you can link that up when we release this podcast and you guys, so when you're listening, you can go back and check it out on our Excel boats, Facebook page. But listen, uh, I'll tell you what, Dave, uh, on behalf of Dave and myself, I can tell you, Doug, it's been a real treat having you on the program with us today. We hope to have you back in the future. And for you guys out there looking for a guide on Kentucky Lake, I'm telling you. Kentucky and Barkley. Yes, sir. Kentucky and Barkley land between the lakes. Doug Wynn, 
and his wife, Vicki. Doug Wynn is the man. Check him out. And uh, we all, on behalf of Doug and Dave, I can tell you that we thank you for taking the time to listen to today's edition of the Excel Boats on the X podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. <laughs>